and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. We are looking at and expounding our Every Nation mission statement, and that is we exist. To honor God by establishing Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. And today, we will look at that particular phrase and reflect upon that phrase called establishing campus ministries in every nation. Why is the next generation important to us as a movement? You know, I'd like to share one main idea and three things we can do to respond or in response to that main truth or idea. Allow me to read Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 6, and Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 to 15. Matthew chapter 18, the Word of God says, At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever, and whoever receives one sh- such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be thrown in the depth of the sea. Matthew chapter 19, verses 13. 13 to 15. Then the children were brought to him, that's Jesus, that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. The one main idea I would like to share is this. Jesus values the young people. That's very much seen in Matthew chapter 18 and um, Matthew chapter 19. In the two accounts that we read, we see Jesus elevate the status of the children. Now to give a context, during the time of the Bible, children are in an unfavorable condition. Well, for one, healthcare is not okay. And a lot of children die before they reach the age of 12. In the Roman world, children are seen somehow like a liability, especially if you are a young girl. Children will only find value when they become adults, which is around the age of 12 or 13, because by that time, they can can start working. May ambag na sila. They are productive already. If If they have a male child that will become an adult, probably this person can expand the state or expand the family business. Kung babayo anak, may option kung bubuhayin pa o hindi. Now, some children are considered more important compared to others depending on their family lineage. And not to mention, children then and today need attention. <laughs> they need discipline, they need resources, and they're also considered very, very vulnerable. Children are dependent to the adults of their lives. Kung baby yan, Hindi yan mabubuhay kung walang magpapakain sa kanya, walang mag-aalaga sa kanya. This, this baby will not learn anything, this child will not learn anything if, there are, if not for the adults around it. 
the world sees back then children as a liability or an unnecessary phase for them to become adults. They are seen only for their quote-unquote potential. Jesus sees them as exactly that, how we are to receive the kingdom. What, a wor what the world deems as a liability, God sees value in it. We are to be dependent. Yes, that's true. And that's what Jesus is saying. Whoever, unless you become, or you turn and become like children, you will not or never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> we are to be dependent and humbly surrender to God our Father. We find our provision and discipline in Him or from Him. And to make this point even more prominent, in verses 5 to 6 in Matthew 8, 18, Jesus says something very, I would say, very strong. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be thrown in the depth of the sea. Wow, th those are strong words. And it's interesting in two levels or in two ways. Number one, we see Jesus identifying himself as, ch as a child. It says here, whoever receives, one sh whoever receives such child receives me. The other time Jesus does this analogy, that phrase, receiving, receives this, receives me, is in Matthew chapter 10, verses 40, and John 13, verse 20, wherein the context is receiving a messenger or a prophet. Whoever receives this messenger receives me. Whoever rejects this messenger rejects me. Whoever receives this prophet receives me. And then Jesus is saying, whoever receives a child such as this receives me. Wow. Whoever receives this child in my name receives me. Jesus identifies with this child, this vulnerable people group. Secondly, Jesus reserved a very terrifying accountability to us older people <laughs> or current generation who, are, who is even contemplating to cause these young ones, now some debate children, some debate young believers, regardless of that, reg to, 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 be, to consider being a stumbling block and cause these young believers, young ones to sin. What am I trying to say here? All of that to say, Jesus values the next generation, identifies with it, tells that this is how we should be, and gives such high accountability to us. Now, the kingdom belongs to such as these. That's what Matthew 18 says. Now, because of this main truth that Jesus values the young people, how should we respond? Now, I'd like to share three ways that we can respond from this message. And the first one is a personal one. Do not lose the humility of a child. You know, the beauty of a multi-generational church is that we learn from each other. The younger generation definitely learns from the older generation, generation from knowledge and experience and wisdom and what have you. Now, the more mature can also learn from the younger. Get their passion. You know, probably a story or an, an angle for us to look at. As a parent, I cannot tell you the number of times God reminded me of powerful biblical truths through my children. Ah, ganit. Diba, mahal mo siya? Ganyan din ako sa'yo. 
or you're like this in my eyes, or you were like this before. So because of the children I have, and probably you, you have as well, or the young people around you. Isn't it true, looking at these young people somehow causes being with them, somehow our hearts are being stared. We are somehow inspired by their passion. You know, it humbles me to realize. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm still young compared to other people, but in other settings, I might be the older one or the oldest one in the room. But the beautiful thing about this, you may be old or young. You may be a new parent, have parent, ha, ha, have kids rather, or grandchildren, or grand grandchildren. Regardless of our age, in the eyes of our God, we are His children. The Holy Spirit says we can call God our Abba Father. We are always like a young child in the eyes of God. That's another way of saying we are forever young in the eyes of God. Our prayer, our prayer is let us fight the spirit that says, I have made it. And as Jesus said, let us be humble like a child. Second one that we can respond to from the truth that Jesus values the next generation is that we are to teach and exemplify a godly life in front of the next generation. Again, the scripture said, uh, we are not to cause these little ones to fall into sin. And as people who may be more mature, we are to teach and live out God's word in front of the next generation. Now, teaching the next generation is not just for the church or for church workers. It's not just for the campus missionaries, but it's for everyone, especially the parents in every family. Deuteronomy 8 actually has a lot to say about how the current generation should keep reminding, teaching, and remembering God together with the next generation. So I'd like to encourage you to check out Deuteronomy chapter 7, uh, chapter seven and 8. The third thing that we could do in response to the truth that Jesus values the young people is this. Let the children come to Jesus and do not hinder them. That's what Matthew chapter 19 says. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. Now, majority of the people, people who received Jesus did so when they were younger. Young people are very much open to worldviews. And this just shows how much these young people are vulnerable to the influences of the world. That even now, the world knows this. You may be aware of huge marketing um, storylines or marketing efforts that target the younger people. The, the world right now somehow sees the value of the next generation, the next one who has the, who, who's going to be the next workforce, the, the purchasing power. Eventually, they will have this and all of those things. But guess what? The Bible is already aware of that. The Bible tells us that young people are important and we have this unique opportunity to plant God's word in their minds and in their hearts in this strategic time. Let the children come. Do not hinder them. How do we hinder them? In the scripture or the story that we read, the young people were hindered by the disciples of Jesus. 
Ay, pun- this is Jesus. Dami namin ginagawa. <laughs> I can just imagine uh, what, what lines they're saying. And they tried to, um, they, they, they rebuked the people. Can you imagine that? They corrected the people. No, walang, I don't know how, what they said. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Walang time si Jesus. Dun muna kayo. Daming kailangan gawin. But Jesus said to them, let the children come and do not hinder them. Now, how do we hinder them? I don't think we, we do that. No, hindi naman natin sinasabi, okay, <laughs> But how do we hinder them? Maybe through our schedules. Oh, they would love to. Pero wala lang time. Kasi laging puno yung schedule. How do we let them come? You know, some ways we do this, and I see parents make an effort to this, is when we let them be connected to other people in church or to a community that they can grow in as well, that loves God. When we sacrifice with our effort, some of us, kasali na ako dito, hatid sundo yung mga children. When, and an expression of us not hindering them and letting them come is when we go to the campuses and preach the gospel. When we go to the campuses and share what Jesus did for them, we are giving them an opportunity to come to Jesus. And I'd like to invite you that to do that as well. Join us in reaching the campuses. We are all part of a local church that does exactly this. Let the children come. Let God use you to let the children come. Do not hinder them. Now, another note to add. Above everything that we've just said, of course, Jesus values the young people, but it's also a, street, a strategic people group that we could reach out, a strategic place. The campuses are where important, uh, the campuses are important because that's where the students are. It's not the building, it's not the institution, it's the students that are there. And in that campus, that is where the future leaders are. Most, if not all, of our current and previous leaders, in one point of their lives, they were part of a campus. They were students. The campuses are also where the major movements, good or bad, started. Cultural shifts happen first in the campuses. Families can be reached out through students. That's how our church at Victory grew as well. One, family, one student represents a family, tito, tita. Those people who are older than them. And ito pa yung maganda dito. When those students grow up and eventually have their own family, our prayer is that they will also bring that gospel in their family. Imagine that we reach a family. Another opportunity in the campuses is when the international students, exchange students come here to study they got reached out, they hear the gospel, they, got, they get saved, and then they go back to their countries and share the gospel with them. Wow, those are compelling reasons, strategic opportunities for us. Now, the Bible also says in Acts 2 verse 17, In the last days, God declares, God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh, in our sons and daughters, they shall prophesy, young men shall see visions, we believe that God will move mightily in the campuses and in the lives of our students. You know, we have an opportune time to reach these people when they are in the campus and when they are younger. And we'd like to invite you to be part of that. Let the children come. Do not hinder them. 
Now, I would like to end by reading a commentary about Matthew chapter 18 and uh, the power of the children coming to Jesus and Jesus touching them. Remember, the whole idea where, why the children were brought to Jesus is that he, may, he might lay hands on the people. Now, the commentary says, The touch of Jesus was a tangible expression of God's unconditional love for the unclean, foreigners, women, and children. It also became an essential characteristic of the movement he founded, sparing, or sparing it from the incipient hierarchy of elitism, whether professional or ascetic, so common of religion. Now, during their time, to have status, you need to be part of this, part of this um, family, part of this institution, part of this uh, government. But what Jesus is doing, these quote-unquote outsiders, the sick, the women, the children, they are part of the church. The church that Jesus started was touched or touches the unclean, the foreigners, the women, the children. As we see the value of the next generation, as God sees, and as we let them come, we believe our faith is that Jesus will touch them. We let the children come. Jesus touches them. We do not hinder them. Jesus touches them. And in view of everything we just heard, let the children come. Do not hinder them. Let me pray for all of us here. Lord, I pray that you will give us eyes to see the value of the young people around us. We may see their current struggles. We may see their current limitations. We may see their imperfections. We may see their inconsistencies. But Lord, at one point in our lives, ganun din naman kami. But someone saw something beyond that. And I pray that you will give us eyes to see, faith to see, the value, the potential, your heart for the young people around us. Give us a burden for the next generation. Not just for our children. Not just for the children of our family members. But give us a burden for the students around us. When we drive to work, when we pass by campuses, when we stop in a pedestrian just to let the students cross, I pray, God, that you will give us, Lord, a burden for the students, God. That we know these are the people that should hear the gospel. And I pray that we will be involved. Lord, I pray that you will mobilize us. Let us be conduits of letting the children come and not hindering them. And Lord, we pray as we do this as a church, as your body, as we bring them to you, Lord, touch them. Touch the hearts of the students. Touch the hearts of our children. Touch the hearts of the young people. Touch their hearts, those who are far from you. Touch those who are broken. Touch those who are depressed. Touch those who feel alone. Touch those who feel that they are left out. Touch them, Lord. May you give them, their, may you give them your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. We have seen you move. We have seen your glory. We know when you speak, all our chains come falling. We have seen you move. We've seen battles won. We have seen you move. We have seen you move. We have seen your glory. We know when you speak.
Thank you for joining us today. Let me pray for all of us here. Lord, I pray that we will bless a particular next generation this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.